0: Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 66 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad you're joining in today. Have you ever wished to you could get an answer to prayer, and you've just been waiting and waiting, and you're tired of waiting. I know that feeling, and today's episode is for you. Why pray if all we can do is wait for God to answer? A precious woman named Rosie emailed me and asked that question, and it's a tough one, I'll admit. There have been times in my life while I was waiting for an answer to prayer. And I've heard it said that God answers prayers three ways. He says yes, he says no, and he says not now. We always know when God gives the answer yes to prayer, right? It means change took place or provision was received, the issue was resolved, or the pain point was removed. I've experienced some really crazy yes answers to prayer in my lifetime. God has wowed me. And most of the time, we know when God says no, right? It means things didn't go in our favor. Someone else got the job. Another family bought the house. The proposal was declined. The door closed, maybe even slammed in our face, and we knew it was a no answer to prayer. Very hard to handle. Requires maturity, for sure. So yes, answers to prayer are pretty awesome. We rejoice. We're happy. We can't wait to share how God has worked in our lives. And the no answers are painful. We struggle to understand, we feel confused, and it takes time to work through the next steps of a no. But there is a land between the yes and the no, a place I want to talk about today. It's maybe even more difficult than the no. Today, I thought we would focus on the not now answer to prayer. The question our reader asks, Why pray when all we can do is wait for God to answer? What do we do when there's been no firm no, no firm yes, just an ambiguous land in between? In a previous series of the podcast, What You Need to Know by Heart, I shared from the book of Deuteronomy about what God wants us to remember, and specifically what Moses wanted the children of Israel to remember as they stood on the brink of the promised land. But before they came to this point, the edge of the wilderness, they wandered through it for 40 years. Think about that. For 40 years, they waited for what they felt would be the ultimate answer to their prayers. But now we find them in a new waiting season, a waiting season once again. Exodus 2.23 explains the scenario. Exodus 2.23-25 through 25 says, During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. They cried out to the Lord. I can imagine what their cries were like. Ones of agony for their children, groans of despair and heartache, loss and pain. They are in a waiting season if they're ever up was one, right? Only God could move the heart of the king, and in desperation the children of Israel cried out to God for help. There are four points I want to make sure we notice about their cries, four things that God did while they were in this waiting zone. First, God heard their cry, their groaning. When you're waiting on God, you can be sure that he hears your prayer. If you're struggling to feel confident that God is listening to your call for help, that his heart is tuned in to listen for your cry, then you'll want to head back and listen to episode 28 of the podcast entitled, Is God Even Listening? At the end of this episode, you can go back and listen. But know that God heard the agony of the children of Israel, and he hears the cry of your heart today. The next action after God heard them is that he remembered His promises. It's not that he ever forgot his promises, but their cries caused a recollection, a recounting of his covenants with his people, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Genesis 12 is where we find that God promised to bless Abraham with as many descendants as the stars in the sky. And in Genesis 26, God told Isaac he would bless him and be with him and he would keep the promises he made to his father Abraham. And Genesis twenty eight thirteen to fifteen shares the promise God made to Jacob I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south, and in you and in your seed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Just as the Lord remembered His promises to His people and reflected on them, so does He keep His promises to us today. The Bible is full of God's promises to us, and one of the best things we can do in a season of waiting on God to answer prayer is to recall His promises and pray them back to Him. Just a side note, if you look in the Women of the Word collection in the RachelWojo.com shop, you'll find the Praying the Promises resource specifically designed to walk you through this exercise of faith on praying God's promises back to Him. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. of the children of Israel. We know that he recalled the covenant promises he made to their ancestors. And then this part of the passage is so precious to me. God saw them. I shared this story in a podcast last November, but the Lord has prompted me to share it once more. There are always new listeners. And so if you've heard this story, bear with me in March of 2021, My husband came home from work to tell me some very unexpected news. He lost his job. So think about this. In the pandemic, 2020 was the year a lot of people were not working and unable to find work or get to work or etc. But here we are, March 2021, and this was completely unexpected that my husband would lose his job. I honestly considered it a blessing in disguise at the time. We had been praying for two years that he would find another job and that God would take him out of the place he was working in. So I considered this termination to be God's weird way of taking him out. However, I told myself this was a temporary glitch. I would have never dreamed that it would turn into an eight-month journey of total unemployment for him. I've kept a journal of blessings and provisions during that time and even up to now, and it will blow your socks off. And one day, I want to share the full story of how God has given us our daily bread, especially in the last year. The entire journey is truly miraculous, but the next part of the story probably will blow your mind. At least it does for me. I need to preface this by laying out the facts a little bit. While God has miraculously provided for our family in multiple ways through many avenues, his timing in the last year has been impeccable, and it's always perfect. It's just that sometimes we're hyper-aware to see him at work, right? God has provided our monthly budget in incredible ways. We've been fed and clothed, and no one in our household has gone without the basic Necessities, although I will say it has been very tight and we have been frugal. We had to place our house on deferment, and that is the one thing at times that caused a lot of doubt for me because I know God gave us our house to begin with. That's another story for another time, but without a doubt, God gave us our home. He owns everything, anyways, right? So, several times throughout the last few months, I have held up our home to the Lord and reminded myself, God, it's yours. This weight of being unable to pay a house payment has been the one thing in the last year that the enemy has tried to use to make me forget God's promises. And I've hit my knees many nights in the middle of the night and early mornings, letting God know that I believe he's our provider. And even if we lost our home, I still believe he only ever wants the best for his children. In November, I was finishing up the dinner dishes after a long day of coaching speakers and writers, and a few texts came in. It was almost 9 p.m., very dark out. One of the texts was from a number I didn't know, and it read, Rachel, you don't know me, but a friend has left a gift for you. Please go to your backyard and look for a yellow envelope underneath the green balance beam. After reading this, I was unsure if I should even open the back door. I'm thinking, should I grab a taser? Or, But after a moment, I thought, no, this friend must know me, must know us. So I grabbed my shoes and headed out to the yard. And sure enough, there was a yellow envelope under the girl's balance beam, and I brought it in, went to the garage where my husband was working on prayer card stands, and with shaking hands, I opened the envelope. Inside was a typed letter that read, Matt, Rachel, and family, The angel of the Lord found you in the wilderness. Genesis 16:7. Our Lord sees you. C's in capital letters. Nothing escapes His notice. Know that this is His provision. It is a demonstration of His faithfulness, a reward for your faithfulness. There was also a bank envelope of cash, 49 $100 bills, and 5 $20 bills. Someone who did not want to be known left us $5,000 in our backyard. Matt and I stood in our garage going, what in the world just happened? We felt like we were in a movie. I didn't know what to say except thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being our provider, our sustainer, our promise keeper, the one who sees us and provides in ways we can't even wrap our heads around. And I know I'm going to cry when I share this. But whoever is listening to the sound of my voice right now, you must know this. God sees you. He sees every detail of your heartache, your pain, your situation. He knows how difficult the way is. If you have ever felt overlooked or unseen, then you know how deep that pain resounds in a soul. Rejection is rigorous and repetitive. I want you to hear me loud and clear. God sees you. You have not been forgotten. He knows every hair on your head. Know what the Bible says when God saw his people in slavery. He was concerned. The verse I read to you is in the NIV, but listen to some of the other translations of this verse, Exodus two twenty-five. In the New Living Translation, it says God looked down on the people of Israel and he knew it was time to act. And in the English Standard Version it says God saw the people of Israel and God knew. And in the Holman Christian Standard Bible it says God saw the Israelites. And he took notice. On a personal note, I want to share that our family is still waiting also. Although we had a tremendous answer to prayer, and that story that I shared is just unbelievable and miraculous, my husband took a temporary job in November last year, and he is still working it now, praise the Lord. He has another job that he's contracted for, but we're still waiting for it to come to fruition our home situation is in the works, but still not fully resolved. This week, I shared in an email to subscribers how I felt the act- attack of the enemy this week. My husband and I were blessed to be able to steal away to the beach to celebrate our anniversary for a few days. and We rested, we read, we prayed, we didn't really do much of anything. We drank two cups of coffee at breakfast and ate veggies and hummus for lunch and just spent time together rejuvenating. But upon returning, we were slammed with big problems, one with the house, one with the van, my computer, which is my livelihood. Even the day after I emailed the Rachel Wojo community that the podcast would be late, our internet service was unexpectedly out for almost a day. This entire week has been one of waiting, and there are many pieces of our family's lives and ministry that are in God's waiting room. We're waiting for his perfect timing, and we're Looking for answers. I know that the Lord had a message for me to share with you this week. That message is that He hears your prayers. He knows the promises He has made to you. He sees you, every detail of you, as His beautiful creation. He knows you are waiting and He is going to act in the perfect moment. Exodus 2 closes and the Israelites are still in slavery. Still crying out for help, they are still waiting for their miracle. But I want to encourage you to know that that was not the end of their story. They didn't wait forever, and although they couldn't see it, God was acting on their behalf. You see, Exodus 3, the very next chapter, is a well-known story. God appeared in a burning bush to Moses. Although the Israelites weren't privy to see the burning bush... Clearly, God was at work and moving while they were waiting for the prayers to be answered. And so you can rest assured that somewhere God is burning in a bush for you today. While you wait, He is moving and orchestrating circumstances on your behalf in preparation for the answer to the prayer you are waiting on. Don't stop praying. Keep your eyes wide open, poised to see the waiting come to an end and your prayer. Answered. And now, before we close, I'd love to make sure that you know about the free ebook on my website, rachelwojo.com 10 Calming Prayers for Your Heart. That little ebook is available to you at no cost whatsoever. Just type in your email address. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Gail G says about this prayer book Rachel taught me how to pray and gave me the words that I felt in my heart, but did not know how to express myself. These are those prayers, beautifully written, beautifully printed. Thank you, Rachel, for being faithful and teaching us. Well, thank you, Gail, and I am so glad that you enjoyed them. Thanks so much again for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need.